Hello, friends. My name is Dane Miller. And my name is Nas Spain. And we're your fuck buddies. We are a dating and sex advice podcast where we take your sticky, sexy situations and we turn them into sexy, sticky situations. Simply put, we're a sex and dating advice podcast. We find questions either online or from our wonderful listeners, and we answer them here on this very show in like a few minutes or seconds today, right here Wait. in your ears. Oh, you mean we're going to start doing it shortly and not that we answer questions in a few seconds. Oh, we definitely don't answer questions <laughs> in a few seconds. No, God, no. But I mean, I was going to say we're about to do it in a few seconds, but we're not because I'm going to take us on a detour. And that detour begins like this. What's the most embarrassing thing you've ever done on a date, Dane? Ooh. Let's say first date. Let's say first date. First date. Uh, um, there was <laughs> uh, there was a time. I don't remember if it was a first date or not, but um, before I really got my figured out what was causing my stomach distress, I did take a very very big, uh, pretty pretty aggressive, pretty criminal poop <laughs> in a date's bathroom that just sort of like seeped. Like it wasn't contained in just bathroom zone. Mm-hmm. It really did sort the of smell, permeate. I assume, and not, not the poop itself. Yes, yes. Just That's the good. Smell. That's good. Um, so it's like, it's really hard to sort of like pull any sexy maneuvers when you're like, I did that. <laughs> you yeah. know, that I constructed, that, I left that for you. That poop crime in there, I did that. That was me. It came out of my body. Would you like me now to be inside your body? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I feel like I don't really know. I did once, like, it wasn't really a first date, more than, like, a one-night stand kind of thing, but I did go home with someone, and, like, we'd been out drinking, and I was a little drunk, and, like, the tensions were high, like, we were, like, all over each other on the way back to hers, we knew what was going to happen, but once we got there, kind of ruined it by being like, I gotta run to the bathroom, at which point I had to pee in her shower, because I had a boner, you know, so there's just piss all over her shower, because I was just peeing up, eventually get outside. She's like, all right, I'm going to do the bathroom. And like, I stripped off and got onto her bed, which I also at the time didn't know which room was hers. So I just got on a bed, not thinking about it. Cause I was quite drunk. And then she came out and there was like a moment where she like looked at me and like froze. And I was like, Oh shit. It kind of like sobered me up for a minute. And I was like, none of the things I just did are okay. But then she was like, she took her clothes off. Everything was fine. I don't think she ever found out about the pee. Although she did ask to get in the shower later and I left, but None of these are as bad as this story. This is our sex Hold news. For I, the day. I do want to address. What do you mean you had to pee in the shower? Because my bone, I had a fucking boner. So where the fuck else am I going to pee? The, there's like tiles on the shower so I could pee up and I could just drip down. What do you mean by pee up? I had a boner. My dick's pointing upwards. Like literally straight up towards your face? Well, like at a 45 degree angle up, my dick doesn't point straight up. Well, that's what I mean. Like, to, I mean, I've pissed with a boner before, and I've never been like, let me just cover this shower. Yeah, but how the hell did you get in the toilet? You just like take a step back. <laughs> you got to work your trajectories, your arc. Also, okay, you can, like may- maybe my upwards boner trajectory is worse than yours or something. But like, I would probably have to be God, so far from the toilet <laughs> to <laughs> arc okay. it like that. And like, it was like it was very. Hard, like I couldn't force it down. It was not doing that. Okay, I know. Yeah, it was anyway. <laughs> I, it was an emergency. I knew the longer I spent in the bathroom, the more she thought I would be doing like a Dane poo crime, or you know, 
just like the smoldering fires of our desire would would go out. Either way, this leads me to an article posted on the BBC this morning. Are you ready for woman trapped in window trying to retrieve poo after Tinder days? Okay. A woman who threw her poo out of her date's toilet window because it would not flush had to be rescued after she got stuck trying to retrieve it. The amateur gymnast was on a date with a Bristol <laughs> student when she panicked and threw the feces out the window. It did not land in the garden, but became wedged between two non-opening windows. After climbing in head first, she became wedged. Oh, they had no. to call the fire service for help. Oh, man. There are pictures of her upside Why? down through the window in distress. There's pictures of not really. There's pictures of firemen extracting her. Uh, and it, it, it's quoted that they had to compose themselves first, probably because they're laughing at the fact that this woman is stuck between two windows, reaching down to claim the shit she threw with her bare hands out said window. Like, isn't that a, a scene from Dumb and Dumber? I'm almost positive that happens in Dumb and Dumber. Well, it's also a scene from this man's toilet. Fuck me. That's horrible. Like, this person literally... We've joked about having to, like flee a country or a city like you literally have to like you can't go on living in this place there's no way you could if by this place you mean the mortal plane yes well i don't want to encourage <laughs> no i not not anything grim i just think you need to like you know transcend turn, yeah transcend physical world transcend any world where poop and windows mean anything and just become like ether power you know? Yeah, you need to shift into the invisible ethereal also, plane. Who took this fucking picture? Because the guy, I will say, there's an interview with the guy. He seems largely unfazed by this, actually. Apparently, he handed her a plastic bag while she was stuck. She scooped the poop out. He took it and flushed it. So fair play to him. Um, he also said she's a lovely woman and that he, who knows what the future holds between them when asked Aww. if they're a future date. He said we got on very, very well and she's a lovely girl. So he actually seemed very, uh, very chill. So it leads me to believe it was, in fact, the fireman. Either way, it all seems quite shit. Don't take a picture. If, okay, guys, a little advice. If you have a date who's stuck between your two windows scooping her own poop, don't take a picture. That's not cool. Yeah, I mean, it could be anyone. Passerbys, like, you know, everyone's got a phone in their pocket these days. Well, it's from inside. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> like... I thought it was like from outside this woman. Oh, no. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Let me send you. Oh, hmm. Do I have it? Oh, boy. This is terrible. I'm sorry. I'm sorry for all this. So there you go. There's some sex news. So, I mean, like, this is great. And this is something I feel like we can refer back to for years to come of like anytime someone's like, I, you know, there, I was on my period and there was a little bit of spotting blood on the sheets and I'm mortified or mm. I came on my, my date's knee because he was the, the yeah. sex or the makeout was so hot. I'm so embarrassed. Nothing, nothing will be as bad as this. The, yeah. This well, is one I'm, of, I'm sure someone could top it, but yeah, this is one of the most embarrassing things I've ever like just heard of or seen. I know there's the one story going around a while ago that I don't know whether it was like a fictional thing or not where someone had similar situation taking a shit on a date it wouldn't flush so she scooped it out and put it in the cat litter box and then he was like hey 
did you shit in my litter box? And she was like, why would you think that? And he's like, my cat died like two weeks ago and there's a fresh shit in there. So, oh no, just be like, he's come back to visit you. <laughs> it's his parting gift. Are you watching the interview? Yeah, it, it just started automatically. It's yeah. I mean, like there are things that you like, these were decisions that she made. There are things that sometimes you can't control. Do you, sneezing into a vagina? Sure. You know, throwing up because you gagged on a dick too hard? Embarrassing. But, like, you know, your body's going to do what your body's going to do. This woman said, hey, this poop, it's got to go. And I'm going to use my hands to do it. Poorly. I'm going to use his window as the means of egress. And I'm not going to do a good throw either. Yeah, I mean, look, I, d- I don't know what I would do in this situation. But probably not that. I feel like you could just be like, oh, this is really embarrassing. Your toilet's like not flushing. And then ask if they have like a plunger or some shit. Or just like cover up the poop with toilet paper so they don't have to see it. And ask for some assistance. Like, you know. Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. But I, I don't think at any point in time I'd be so desperate that just hands bare are... hand the shit out a window. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, I don't think. Like I said, I am... 90% certain that Jim Carrey does this in, or maybe it's Jeff Daniels in Dumb and Dumber. Fair. Yeah, I don't know if the other thing, I feel like there's a very similar situation to the, the cat box poop thing in Broad City, and I don't know if that was inspired by real life or not, because this seems fake and this is real. The The cat box thing is, is an even stranger one, because like, unless the, the litter box is in the bathroom or literally right beside the bathroom, there's travel time to be accounted for as well if you shuttling mm-hmm. your poop and also and like unless your cat is real big or your shit is real weird like i don't know you're gonna be able to tell oh yeah i would after like 13 years of of shoveling my cat's shit i would know i would <laughs> know if there was a foreign poo in there if there was I, a human poop in there i don't know you didn't catch me last time <laughs> <laughs> i did i just didn't care Oh, thanks, man. That was really yeah. kind. Uh, for those listening who can't, you know, parse the banter, I nope, didn't I'm do that. I'm cutting this out. <laughs> Damn it. Get uh, hey. hey, Dane, how about we further don't get onto advice? And I hit you with this. Okay. Do you like updates to previously asked questions? I love them. Hey, do you remember the flat earth question? Yeah. Yeah. Here's an update. Okay. Thanks to everyone who read and responded. Couldn't reply. It got locked. Post was less serious than people took it. A lot of people thought I was really desperate for it to work out and would overlook advice the contrary. I was mostly joking, but, you know, wasn't sure. Thanks to those who got in touch, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, so we spoke for a few more days before she asked the dreaded question. Have you been vaccinated? I have been, but figured things were going to be interesting. I asked for the reason for her inquiry. Her response, her whole family's avoiding the vaccine. Her friends have suggested it's dangerous to even date vaccinated people. She's also done her research and found out merely being in the presence of vaccinated people can cause a woman to have worse periods and increase the risk of miscarriages. And she's advising her pregnant sister to stay home and avoid being around people. Needless to say, we haven't seen each other since. We called it. Yeah. We called it like 1 million percent. Yeah. Yeah. I mean... If, if you want to know why we're an award-nominated sex and dating podcast, it's because we have this foresight. It's true. And we don't mean like foresight like the usual term. We mean we have foresight. It's something that happens when you travel to the edge of the flat earth. <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, there's the third eye. And then we have the fourth eye, which is spotting 
crazy shit that people do while they date other people. You ready for some questions? Uh, well, wait. First, no. Yeah, let's do it. Um, this is from Monday Wedding 7499. Is it rude to buy my boyfriend bed sheets? I've recently started a relationship with a guy that I really like. I've stayed the night at his apartment once, and I hated being there. I would like to see him more and not have him solely come and visit me, but I'm not comfortable in his apartment. Well, some of the issues that he has are out of his control, but there is one thing that is his bed sheets. He has a nice, comfortable mattress, and he just lays a blanket on top of it. He sleeps with one thin flat sheet and two pillows that need to be thrown out. When I came <laughs> to visit last time, I brought my own pillow and blanket just in case. He was slightly offended, but it made me sleep more comfortably. I mentioned to him that he should get a new bed set, but he refuses because it, it's enough for him. Should I purchase a bed set for him? I don't want to be rude or come off as taking over his space. What would you do in this situation? Where <laughs> you your own pillow and blanket, it's a wild move. I feel like if between that and the literally bringing it up to him, he doesn't get it. You, there's probably either a way more specific conversation you have with, that you need to have with him or just like, I don't know. I don't think anyone's going to be pissed that you got them a fucking bed sheet. You know what I mean? It might be weird if you guys have only been dating a short time. Did they say? Uh, they said switching? recently started. So it's a, it's yeah. a new one. You could just be like, I'm used to, you know, X or Y or like, oh, I'm cold because you don't have enough blankets or anything like that. If you phrase it in a way that's more making it about you than it is about him and just be like, I'm going to buy it. Like, don't worry about it. I think you can get around this issue without offending him. Yeah, this is I think this is a tightrope situation because I think that like if someone did this to me, I think I would kind of be like a little like I don't like when when someone sort of like takes over my space or or thinks they have the right to like either remove or add to like my my space. Uh, And that was something that like I really struggled with, like moving in with like a partner. You have to decide like what you're keeping and what you're not keeping and, and what you know, whose mattress and whose bed we keep and what sheets and towel, you know what I mean? Like all that kind of shit kind of happens. And like, mm-hmm. I don't know why I'm I'm touchy about that, but I think a lot of people are. So I think that like at the start of a relationship, if someone came in and was like, hi, here's this bed sheet that I bought for you. It's like, cool. I had no say in the color or the design. And like, I, I don't want, I would be so turned off by that. And like, I, I don't think this is a good idea. I think what you said, I think is a good idea of being like, I don't think he probably just thinks you're being woman and you're, you're a bougie. And it's like, you know, a lot of dudes I think are very comfortable with like, if they had a TV and a couch, like, cool, all done. I mean, it, like, let's compare your apartment when you first moved in to your apartment. Now that you live with your partner. Yeah. It 100%. is. It's a much, it's a much different, vibe because like i don't think you really gave a shit like no i definitely didn't and like it's it's both a good and a bad thing because you know you you coat you get by on life and you like you know if things don't bother you that don't need to bother you like it's fine is my place a lot nicer now yes or like somewhat you know um on the flip side it does sound like this person has some very bare bones shit yeah you know and like sometimes you need that kick to like be like okay yeah i am an adult i need to step this up even slightly yeah i would love to know their age because this strikes me as like fresh out the dorm room let's say early 20s yeah um i think the older you guys get if you're in your 30s and he's acting this way i think i'd be a little bit more concerned 
Um, mm-hmm. Because like at some point in time, you do have to be an adult. And like, even if you're happy, even if you are content with a flat sheet and the oldest pillows you've ever owned, there's still like, if you want to be a, a, a romantic partner to someone, you still have to make accommodations to be like, well, I should at least like put in a little bit of effort. And I think that's kind of where it needs to come from. You need to have that, as you said, a specific conversation. And the next time he invites you over, be like, I'm really sorry, but like, I'm not super comfortable sleeping over at your place because you, your bed is like a 16 year old or like a dorm room kind of thing. And it's like, I, I'm, I'm not comfortable that like sleeping on a mattress isn't something I like to do. I'm really sorry, but like, if you want to come to my place, great, but I, I have no problem visiting you, but I don't think I'm going to sleep over. Yeah. And and see how he takes that. And you could even like, you know, just be like, oh, I haven't been sleeping well. Or like, yeah, you know, I'm uncomfortable. Like these things, again, make it more about you than about him. Like you're not saying, hey, I don't want to stay over because you're a cheap fuck. Or like, oh, I don't want to stay over. You're a big baby child who can't, you know, <laughs> buy adult stuff. You know, because that's not going to go well, even if it's true. Yeah. If you say like, oh, I just honestly, I haven't slept well. Like I find whatever uncomfortable, you know, he will presumably want you to sleep well and want you to be over and then hopefully won't get offended. You know what I mean? But I do feel like, you know, my bed was always fine. My sheets were always good, you know, Mm -hmm. because I wouldn't want to take anyone home. And, you know, and I'm talking about like a one night stand or like the first time we hooked up. Not even like anybody, you know, successive, right? I would want to have it at least at a good level. And this doesn't seem like that's even there. So, you know, you got to talk to him. If you're buying him a fucking present of sheets and you're not, you know, offending him or you're going out of your way to try not to, I'm I'm hoping it would go well. But just try to keep it about you, if that makes any sense. If you're planning to be as sexually active, and I think this is... I would I would lean this more towards uh, dudes, but at the same time, if I went over to a woman's house and she had like a bare mattress and like one sheet, I'd be like, "The fuck is happening here?" And and yeah. I'm not a I'm not a bougie person. I don't need your place to look like a fucking you know. I don't want to date people who are living in a, a penthouse or you know have have all the fancy shit. I don't need that. But like, if you don't have a simple bed set. Uh, I would be I would be a bit concerned about like what Your other age. <laughs> yeah or like what other like how much effort you're putting in w- with like other aspects of your life mm-hmm. I, I think it's and it's like even if like I don't even give a shit if it's made you know what I mean like I don't give a fuck if we if we roll into your room and you have a, a met uh, like an unmade bed because that implies that there are sheets on it which, yeah. is, which is all I'm asking for now the some thing is on there this guy's never never had an unmade bed. I mean, yeah. Technically. I guess. But he's also never made a bed. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's it's wild. So have a talk with him. Try to make it not like, not like you're coming for him. Not like you're criticizing him. You know what I mean? And hopefully it'll be all right. Good luck. You ready? Yep. Friend wants me to sleep in bed with her during the week I visit. Is this her making a move? Additional notes. She texted me a few days later and told me, I don't wear pants when I sleep. Is there? Is that all we get for this? Uh, that's all I remember. It was okay. basically like the only other stuff is like they've been friends for four years or something. It's I would wager. I like there's there's a lot of gray area here of being like, have you guys slept over before? Why are you visiting her? 
how it like were you ever flirty outside of this because mm-hmm. but my gut reaction is to say yeah this is a, probably a play she's probably making a move here to be like hey come on and and stay with me for a week also sleep with me in my bed also not going to be wearing pants like if yeah because like even like I don't think a normal person says that and doesn't realize it can be misconstrued if that's not what they mean. Right. right? Because if for some reason you are just, you cannot wear pants in bed. You just like, you made a genie deal. If you ever wear pants, your granddad kills over. You know what I mean? You cannot do it. Will not do it. Then you say like, oh, look, I can't wear pants in bed. Just a heads up. I know this sounds really bad, (laughs) but I'm not trying to sleep with you, which still does kind of sound like you want to sleep with them. I, I feel like there's no coming back from that. But I also feel like there's there's a thing of being like she invited him to sleep in the bed. It, mm-hmm. Or but one thing if like he or or you know what I mean like if if there was the the implication that like he wanted to share the bed with her mm-hmm. and then she was like, "Oh, I don't wear her pants." And you could be like, "Oh, maybe you were trying to use that as a like a sorry, you, you can't. I don't feel comfortable. I don't wear pants." So like yeah. like maybe you'll stay on the couch. But to be like sleep in my bed, also don't wear pants is I mean, those are those are two very sexually charged suggestions. Mm-hmm. Like a good friend could be like, hey, you don't need to sleep on my shitty couch or my floor, you know? Yeah. Because you don't know the apartment situation. A lot of people's apartments are not very conducive to sleeping on the couch, you know, because they might have shit couches. They might not have air conditioning in or the roommates. room or out of roommates, etc. So it's like that part is reasonable, right? If it was just like, yeah. oh, my, she's offering I could sleep in her bed. Like, could just be a chill, cool friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. The pants thing, the odds of it being an honest warning. Yeah, because, like, look, if if I was having, I, I sleep in my underwear and no shirts or whatever, but if I had someone, like, if we were crashing in, well, no, I'm pretty sure we were in our underwear. When we, yeah, but that's fine. Yeah. We, we only, we held eye contact for only half the night, so. Yeah. I mean, I guess also we're not potentially romantic partners with one another. So. Exactly. But like the thing is, I feel like if you were saying something like that and you wanted to not make them think that you were hitting on them, you would probably follow it up with like uh even joking like lol that sounds bad but ha 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 like you know what I mean? I feel like it's probably probably not a come on or make the the accommodation to just put on some shorts. That's the thing. That's very easy. Like it's a lot easier to just wear shorts for a week than it is to be like, hi, I'm going to make this really weird, sexually charged comment and not clarify it friend. So I would argue that yes, they are in fact trying to do the nasty with you. Especially when you're like staying over like that first night, you're really going to gamble unless it's very obvious of being like, Do I make my new move? Otherwise, I have nowhere to stay or I've made this trip very weird. I say you still leave it in their court, right? Because it's their place. They're your friend. And, you know, they're the woman. They're the one who would probably feel a lot more threatened in this situation if it goes south. So by all means, feel free to play back, like being like, oh, shit, that's super dangerous because I don't wear pants either. (laughs) Ha ha ha. You know what I mean? Like keep that flirty kind of like flame alive. And, like, take off your pants before you get in bed and, you know, maybe, like, if they are really angling for this, unless you're very cold and distant, I think they will continue to do so. Also, I do want to note, please make sure you're wearing something under your pants. Don't, don't just rock in there naked. Oh, no. Well, when I say pants, I assume it's, like, trousers, right? Yes, no, I I know. I just wanted to, look, man, we've done this show long enough. 
That's fair. Yeah, that's we, true. Uh, don't don't just go dick out, you know, because yeah. that's no, that's that's a no. Boxers, I would maybe also she'll, she'll see she'll see your shaft a little bit through your fabric, and you know, she'll like it maybe. And maybe when you get their <laughs> offer to, like, not sleep in the bed, be like, I like if like if you want to be you know pantsless, I don't mind sleeping on the couch. It's fine. And if they're insistent, they're like, no, no, like please. The the pants in the bed is a package deal. Then you're like, okay, cool. Like, great. I've I've kind of sussed out the the vibe of this trip. But if they're yeah. like, oh, cool, great, thanks, I really appreciate that. I'll grab you your blanket and, and thing. Then you're like, okay, great. I misread this situation. There is no. That's the thing. It it is in no way just a green flag, right? It's it could be a good a good indication. It could be a very good indication. But I think. As the guest, as the person, this person is doing a favor to, uh, a favor that includes letting you sleep in their bed so you're not uncomfortable. I think you need to go through every effort to make sure that you don't misconstrue this or make mm-hmm. them uncomfortable. You know, I think that's the most important thing here. So Even, it's like, by all means, test the water by replying to these these little flirty, you know, little flirty sparks that are being thrown your way. But you gotta, you gotta really make sure that you know before anything happens. Yeah, and like even if it means missing an opportunity to to mm-hmm. to do the nasty, like I would rather kick myself that I missed an opportunity than kick myself that I misread the signals. You know yeah. what I mean? I'd rather like, be like, oh, I could have slumped with that person than be like, oh, cool, I ruined this friendship and made them feel awful when they were doing something very nice. Yeah. Um, also, it's funny because we're kind of assuming this person wants to, but they never said they wanted to. So it's like if you're uncomfortable with this, then feel free to be like, uh, I don't really feel comfortable sleeping about you. You've got no pants on. Don't worry. I got the floor. I got the whatever. You know, you can be very clear about your boundaries too. You don't have to very just true. get into bed in terror and be like, oh no. And then she's like, oh, we got to cuddle now. And you'd be like, oh shit. Like establish your own boundaries. The earlier, the better too. Mm-hmm. So good luck. This comes from Reddit user environmental row 57. I want to watch my husband pleasure himself until he finishes. But at the same time, I feel horrified with myself for thinking that. And I get internally embarrassed. How do I deal with this? Pretty much the title. I think I'd really enjoy watching him please himself. But at the same time, I feel disgusted with myself for even thinking it. And I feel like I'd just be embarrassed in the moment and make it uncomfortable for both of us. How do I sort of come to terms with this? Why why would you feel embarrassed about that? Yeah, I don't know. You know, I'm like, I'm not trying to you know, demean anybody or whatever. But this is part of my advice is like, why? Why would you feel embarrassed about that? There's nothing wrong. Like, it's in no way less sexual than fucking or whatever. You know what I mean? Mutual masturbation is totally a thing. And it's like people watch videos of women fingering themselves. You know what I mean? People watch videos of men jerking it, I'm sure. Um, This isn't a weird thing. You're not weird for wanting it. You yeah. presumably find your partner hot. Eh, these are all normal things. And it's like, you know, sometimes you feel things that you can't explain or shouldn't or whatever. But like, I think the first step is trying to like rationalize why you do. And if you should, you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying it's insane for you to think it, but I am saying you really need to try to think of why that is. Because from my point of view, nothing wrong with that at all. No. And, and I think a lot of people deal with this when they're they come from a more conservative background of like sex is man, woman, penis, vagina, missionary, 
do the deed and done kind of situation mm-hmm. or, or, you know, maybe not that cut and dried, but like they don't understand that like a sexual relationship doesn't necessarily just need to be vi- like sex. It mm-hmm. can be, it can be any number of things, including like you said, mutual masturbation. So if you want to address this, I also think depending on like your sexual relationship with your, your partner, I think if someone was like, if someone wanted to watch me just jerk off, I don't know if I would be down for that. I think I would be very uncomfortable with that. Not that I think there's anything wrong with it. I just think that like masturbation is a, is a very private thing for me. And it's something that I enjoy doing by myself and to do it performatively, I think would take a lot of mental energy. And I think would result in no results. Like I I would be able to jerk off, would I be able to finish? Uh, that's probably a tough one to say. I don't know. Um, and if I was, it would literally be because I was so not paying attention to the fact that someone's watching me. And maybe that's what they want. I don't know. That aside, hmm. if you want to. Oh, I don't I don't think it will bother me. I'd be like, OK, like I would probably be like, damn, I wish they were doing stuff to me. But that might be part of the fun in like a almost like teasing way where you're like, you know, and if they're they're doing their own thing. It's hot. They're watching. I don't know. Yeah, I'm, I've definitely had partners like stop me and like just made me watch them like play with themselves, which is cool. But I'm just like, what do I do? And then they'll be like, OK, you jerk. I'm like, great. But like, I like like the, the fact that you're present and physically here. Like, I can do this. We can do this over text or video or yeah. any other. You know what I mean? It's like I would like to be engaged with you at the moment um, i do think like a whole thing where it's like you masturbate yourself from start to finish and i'm just gonna watch it's like okay i do it i don't know how many times i would do it before i would get bored but like if you know you're kind of like in command and you like tell someone like oh you know start playing with yourself i find that very hot you know um again not as it wouldn't be as hot as like hey Play yourself from start to finish. I'm just going to lie here and watch. You know what I mean? But hey, what people are into, they're into. What I think you could do if you want to broach this uh, a little more naturally is like when you guys are hot and heavy in bed and getting as a foreplay or whatever, if, if, you know, if you're making out or whatever, just ask him to be like, I want you to stroke your cock. Mm -hmm. And when he does it, you know, enjoy yourself and then and then start playing with yourself or or let him know that, like, be like, that's like, I find that so fucking hot because without I don't like if you don't have that affirmation or that that declaration of that, you really enjoy this. I think a lot of people, myself included, would be like, now what? (laughs) But if you're just you know what I mean? Like, I mean, oh. I think that's kind of advice for pretty much any time you're doing things in bed, especially if they're new. It's like, if you like it, tell them, you know what I mean? People, people crave reinforcement all the time in everything. And it's like, especially in sex. And the the funny thing is, it's like, you might be so into it in the moment that you're just kind of like silent. And it's like the the best things might seem like the worst things. You're not involved. Uh Um, So hundred percent, if you want to do something and your partner, does it for you and you like it tell them please for the love of god and like you said you might get so caught up in the moment that like you might not have the mental capacity to do it but like afterwards when you guys are cuddling and and calming down and and a little aftercare or whatever you guys are getting into be sure to be like hey just so you know 
when you did that for me, when I asked you to do that and you did it, fucking loved it. Thank you. That was incredible. I really mm-hmm. appreciate it. You know what I mean? Like really, really gush about it. So that like they, if they were a little uncomfortable and, and did it to appease you, they'll be more comfortable next time. And then it also like, if you're a good sexual partner, if someone is ever mentions anything about liking something, I lock that in my brain forever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like if you tell me, like if, if I do something, if you know, on my way to go down to you, I, you know, kiss my way down your body. And you're like, that was hot. I loved it. Guess what? I'm a, that's a permanent move now for you mm-hmm. because I know you like it. So that's why wouldn't the, I do it again in the fucking like move bank right there? Yeah. And it's like, I know there are some people that like I've been with women who like really, really hard suction on their nipples. And then I've been with other women who have been like, eh, I, I could no, no, thanks. Or the opposite or like, ah, they're sensitive. Yeah. So it's like, you need to tailor your, your sexual moves and your move set from partner to partner, but like pay attention to the things that your partner really likes and, and don't just do it once, especially if they've asked you to do it. If, mm-hmm. if your partner's asked you for something, it's not like they're going, unless they then say you guys do it and you're like, ah, yeah, I thought that would be cooler. <laughs> Sorry. Mm-hmm. Didn't really and like also, that. Also, unless you don't want to do it, because this also is presupposing true, yes. it's something you do want to do, right? Yes. Yeah, 100%. And, like, I think we both kind of come from a place where, like, maybe jerking it start to finish might take a while, might be awkward, blah, blah, blah. So it's like, maybe don't start there. Maybe in the middle of foreplay, like, get him hot and heavy, get him somewhat of the way there. And then, you know, I think, like, a very easy way to broach the subject would be, like, you know, if you, like, whisper in his ear, like, where would you want to come? You know, because again, if this is something you're comfortable with, because like if he wants to come on your chest or like, you know, somewhere you're okay with, you can be like, okay, you know, do it and like lie back and make him do it. You know what I mean? Because then it's a little bit of stuff for him. It's like a game. It's performative, blah, 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 blah. It like kind of adds more to it than just being like jerk it, you know? Yeah. And most importantly, from the point I was making, it's like you've kind of already stoked the fires He's not starting from from zero and moving all the way up. But yeah, I, I really like I think you need to nail down the reasons why you feel embarrassed about it. Like, is it something internalized, you know, religiously or growing up or blah, blah, blah? Is it what you think he's OK with and not OK with? Um, because I really don't think anybody's going to be upset with you being like, I find X about you very hot, you know? And if they are, then it's like, cool. Now, you know. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, yeah, I think it's going to be easier to get over if it's been shot down than if it's still a possibility. Yeah, for sure. This could be a fun thing to like, if you guys are ever apart, you can ask him for like videos of him, you know, jerking off and stuff mm-hmm. like that. And like, that's it, a, that's a very easy thing to do. doesn't work well on camera. I tell you that. Jerking off? Yeah. Why? I told you my Skype stories. Oh, yeah. Or like, it, it just, it was too fast. It doesn't show up on the camera. It's just a blur. It's just a big cock blur. I guess cameras have have. Come, yeah, that's good to say. You're further. not using a fucking like 1994 one megapixel webcam. Hey, I wasn't jerking it when I was four, Dane. <laughs> or was I? I? No, I wasn't. Yeah, use a better camera, I guess, or just go slower, which is why I did at the start. Uh, next question. Yeah. Or maybe maybe some advice for you if your if your head is still blurring with our with today's technology, maybe slow down, dude. Gotta go fast. <laughs> your sonic hand job at yourself. 
Yeah. This is my boyfriend lunch dates with female co-workers. Sorry, this is by Less Historian 482. Hello. Maybe I am overreacting, so I want some opinions. I feel my boyfriend who I live with has been acting different. My boyfriend's new co-worker is a young female who he has been having lunch with lately. I know this because I saw it on his phone. They also message each other, funny memes, and other non-work-related stuff. I brought it all up to him and he got really mad. He's never been friendly with female co-workers before. This is very odd to me. They've gone to lunch a few times because they have meetings together, he says. I don't know what to think. Man, it fucking sucks where I want to be on this dude's side and be like, it is fine to have female friends. Or it's fine to have like friends of the opposite gender. But anytime it's like, I talked to my partner and they got upset at me. I, I would love to know what that means and if that's an overreaction on whose part or whatever. But like, I'm going to take everything at face value. And like, so one, if your partner comes to you with a concern, especially something as, let's be honest, tedious at this point as this is, don't freak out because it just makes you seem so fucking guilty of something. Or it seems like what you're doing is wrong or that you need to defend yourself or something. Stop freaking out about shit. Like almost every question we get where it's like, my boyfriend's done this or my girlfriend has done this. And then when I talk to them about it, they got really upset. Mm-hmm. It's, now, stop. I would love to know like how they brought it up. And if in bringing it up, they were like accusatory slash jealous or mentioned that they went through his phone. I mean, you know what I mean? Cause I feel yeah. like that could be the reason why he was in fact really mad. And we talked about this. I think can't remember if it was pillow talker last week, but I think it actually know? might be on our upcoming articles. What you're thinking about. Oh fuck. Yeah. Damn. We just got so many pans in the fire. <laughs> yeah. We've got fucking our fingers in every pie. You can read this in our upcoming tickle.com article tickle.life. Damn it. Um, so yes, I, there's any number of reasons why you should be, or you could be upset, but you still have to like, like I said, the second you get upset makes you seem defensive. And that just adds more fuel onto the fire, regardless of what they've done. You can be upset. Uh, you need to find a way to express your disappointment or frustrations without getting worked up. And again, I don't know what this looks like, or, you know what I mean? We'll try to leave the, the guesswork kind of at the door but we do have to bring we have to invite them in a little bit just briefly always yeah like, for, a, for a small cup of tea and then we'll ask them to leave the more context the better but like we, we're always context starved yeah you think can barely subsist on the context we're given we're just sometimes i'm walking down the street and i find like used context on the ground just i slurp it up just to keep me going until the next week man i really thought you were gonna say condoms for some reason and yeah um so that's my advice for him. If what he's saying is true and it's just he's made a friend, which let's be fair, our group chat is nothing but fucking memes most of the time mm-hmm. or bullshit like stuff about our jobs and how stupid everyone is in the world. If if all they're sending is memes and then going for lunch because they work together, you have no right to be upset about this. He's given you no indication that he's being unfaithful. Like, it's so stupid. Well, the thing is, she says he's been acting different and then never says any way he's been acting different apart from the fact that he had lunch with a young female co-worker and he's never been friendly with female co-workers before. Well, I think Which, that's what she means. I think it's like he has a female friend at work. It's like, yeah, you don't know not, what the industry like, is either. Yeah, exactly. That this seems so like is having meetings with co-workers of red flag or having lunch with co-workers of red flag. Fucking no. Is messaging each other. 
funny memes and other non-related stuff. No, that's called being fucking friends or at least yeah. friendly. You know what I mean? None of these things are red flags on their own. The fact that aside from him getting mad, which could have been for you going through his phone or how you brought it up, or it could be defensive, could be he's a shitbag. We don't know. But what we do know is the things you're upset all seem really fucking normal. Yeah. I mean, like for all we know, this is like a like a STEM field or something, which is like male dominated mm-hmm. pretty pretty classically. So like maybe the fact that he hasn't been friendly with female coworkers is like there haven't been a whole lot of options. Yeah. It's been or, like Karen and accounting that like why would he ever hang out with her? Yeah, maybe it's just the first person like near his age, or maybe it's just that he knows you're a little flammable on the subject because in the comments, Dane, you find out she did a big post about how opposite gender friendships shouldn't exist. Someone called her on and then she deleted them all and was like, fuck you. And now it's a whole thing. But like I had this knowledge from going down, which is why I think I've been a little bit more on his side. But apparently she's a whole thing where she just doesn't believe men should be friends with women ever, which we've talked about before. And that's fucked. Yeah. I mean, that's well, I mean, like at that point, like the question solves itself is she's upset that he has a female friend. Yeah. Case in point, the advice here is you're wrong. Mm-hmm. You're allowed to be friends with people of, of other genders. In fact, other than your I own. highly encourage it. Yeah. That's how like- you gain empathy. That's yeah. how we get we get men who understand that like, oh, maybe I shouldn't cat call the woman at 2 a.m. Not that you need to be, you know, friends with a woman to know that. But like, yeah, it's a good place to start for people who don't know that. Yeah, I feel like if you aren't friends with the opposite gender or any other gender other than your own, because there isn't a binary. So opposite doesn't make sense. If you're not friends with other genders. You are not a complete human being. Like, it can happen to people, whatever. But, like, if you're actively like, oh, can't do that, you need to fix that. That's a fucking bit of advice right there. Yeah, if it just kind of happens that, like, all your friends are dudes or or women or whatever. Okay. But, like, if you start, like, becoming friendly with someone at work and you're like, oh, man, you're really cool, but you don't have the same stuff as me in your downstairs region. (laughs) And therefore... We can't do... I'm sorry. I'm sorry we can't be friends. Damn, we'll be cool if we could be friends, though. It'd be really cool. Really, fuck, really I wish, cool. wish God hadn't made that rule, or however the fuck you try to, I don't know, make it make sense. Yeah. Anyway, none of these things are red flags. People should have fucking friends. Don't be a jealous piece of shit. Yep. Hit me. Um, This is going to be a quick one, which is good, because we're almost at the end of the, the old show. I got an old quick one for you, too, so just fucking let's... little little quick fencing match at the end i don't know okay i i feel like i don't even really need to read the the, the you're whole right thing i'm just gonna say no um well <laughs> will someone ever love me again despite the fact that i'm not a virgin yes we're all not virgins well like a lot of us and so i will I'll, I'll read the whole thing because i i think there's sentiments in here that we need like In case someone ever feels the same, they can look back at this and be like, oh, yeah, this is bullshit. Um, They're a 19-year-old female. I live in a very religious country. Ever since my childhood, I've been hearing things like sex is so bad. A girl should always keep herself away from men, always has to protect herself, and you shouldn't experience anything sexual until you're married. Even masturbating is seen as an evil thing here. Over the years, I started to resent the whole religion thing and ideas. I started questioning my own faith. I'm now agnostic. 
And I started having sex a year ago. I enjoy it. I love it. It makes me feel good. My boyfriend thinks the same way as me. But certain things happen between us, and I've considered breaking up so many times. But then it feels like an impossible thing. Like I can't break up with him. He took my virginity. I have to marry him now, otherwise no one will ever love me. And any man or any men I have a relationship will hate me when they learn about it. I feel so dirty and worthless. I know sex is good for your mental health and physical health, but I can't help but feeling a horrible person. You are not dirty. You are not worthless. Straight up. Mm-hmm. Throw that out of your mind the second you can. Scour that thought from your mind because that's awful. I'm sorry you feel that way. Maybe if you find someone as religious as the people you grew up with, they might feel that way. Maybe if you meet some weird douchebag who's obsessed with like, you know, women's body counts and blah, blah, blah. Like if you've listened to the podcast, you know, there are people out there who do get weird about partner sexual history. That is a them problem, not a you problem, as is the religious uh, like issues. Aside from that, there is absolutely nothing wrong with the fact that you've lost your virginity or been sexually active. You are in no way tainted or lesser or dirty or worse or corrupted or any words you could think of it. And most people feel the exact same way. So you're okay. And we've talked about it before, and and I think we'll continue to talk about it until it becomes a thing. Uh, virginity is a social construct. V- mm-hmm. Virginity as as an idea, there's there's nothing having sex with someone doesn't change anything about you no. at all. So the only thing that like virginity was something that we came up with, uh, you know, way back when to value women as bargaining pieces for marriage. And trade and, you know, making alliances with other families and shit. And like that was the the arbitrary distinction between virgin and not virgin was, you know, how much your dowry was going to be. We don't do that shit anymore. Well, I mean, I don't I don't know where you live, so you might actually still do that where you are. I'm not sure if there are cultures that still do it. There's a chance if there are still cultures out there that think or place this much weight on on the the concept of virginity um so hopefully you're young hopefully when you go out and experience more of the world whether it's college or post-secondary education you'll find more people who think like you you have questioned your faith you have become agnostic hopefully you will through you know natural social progression you'll become close with people who feel that way and hopefully that will also imply that they have the same views of sex as you and because Niall discussed it, but like there are people out there who, yes, you will find a man and and probably plenty of men. It sounds like from where you are, who will be like, oh, I I couldn't possibly. You're you're old, damaged goods because you've had sex. Yeah, they like they're gonna exist, and that sucks. But hey, guess what? You don't want to be with that person anyway. Yeah, the only people out there who subscribe to these beliefs are shit. Yeah, they're not going to be a good partner. <laughs> like, yeah. it's like, oh, great, you you'll be able to be with someone who doesn't respect your autonomy or your body or your free will or mm-hmm. like, why would you want? Like, you're you're being concerned that you might never get to be with someone who's terrible. Yeah, and that's like a pretty good place to be because yeah, yeah, you don't want to be with these fuckheads. You don't. So, I mean, at the end of the day, may, I I know this is easier said than done family culture and stuff are hard to leave but like maybe moving to somewhere more progressive whether Mm -hmm. it's it's another country or another area within your the country you live in find a place that's a little more progressive and and not quite as rigid 
because nothing good is going to come out from this sort of like religious indoctrination ever anywhere. Like Mm -hmm. you, it's rare that places like this, you see like a, a flourish of anything other than hate and misery. And also like, don't let anything stand in the way of you leaving a relationship that isn't healthy for you anymore. Even if you knew no one was ever going to, you know, be your partner. It's like, if this relationship isn't working for you, it's not working for you. Yeah. You it's I mean? it's better to find happiness through your own, uh, you know, solitude and, and, and solo pursuits than it is to be miserable with someone. Mm-hmm. And no the sense. best part is that's never like, that was a worst case scenario of no one ever loving you again, which is impossible, I think. Um, so you're good. But mm-hmm. this also leads into my very quick question. Chances of finding a partner are slim. I recently read chances of finding a compatible partner who likes you back are slim. One in 562 to be exact. The study was done in the UK, so it might not be comparable to the US where I'm from. Or it could just be a scare tactic to convince people to join eHarmony, which seems to be the sponsor of the study. But it got me thinking how small my chances of finding a partner are. She's 24, by the way. I am further discouraged because I'm a tall female who prefers to date men my height or taller, which narrows the dating pool even more. Does this study have any validity? The the fact that you literally clocked that eHarmony was the sponsorship for <laughs> a study that tells you that you'll never find your match on your own yeah. is like believing like- the the studies from the the 50s of tobacco sponsored cigarette companies being like, yep, it'll cure all your problems. Like, <laughs> and, and sure, there might be some validity in like the idea yeah. that we are lo- like the our our concept of compatibility might be skewed. Like, I don't know if that's sort of like the scientific skew of, or, or angle or bias or whatever, but like you always need to look anytime you see a study that seems kind of like fucked, you need to look where it's coming from, mm-hmm. which is why, like, I mean, the, the food pyramid is one of the biggest shams in the world because it was all sponsored and funded by the companies who are at the top. Yeah. I haven't seen Gatorade on there once. It's got the electrolytes you crave. Yes. But like, also, how the fuck are you supposed to like quantify compatibility? Like if you've ever dated or ever met anybody ever, it's like some people who seem great on paper aren't. Some people who you never thought you'd find yourself being attracted to, you are. Some people really click. Some people don't. Like you literally could not, even if you tried to list everything you like and wanted, you'd find somebody and there'd be something about them you're surprised you like and something about them you're surprised you don't. Like, could you could you give me the like the name of the study or like what the study I was measuring again? Chances of finding a compatible partner likes you back are slim. Yeah, the the like the science pretty much stops immediately in the title because, like you yeah. said, it's like what 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 quantifies compatibility? There's no. It, it's like saying, oh, the most attractive people are are X or Y or Z. Attraction mm-hmm. is a subjective thing. Exactly. It's it's up to like what I find attractive is not the same as what other people find attractive, and the same thing with compatibility. So in or, the the margin for error, and even if we're going to say that this is a, a a legit scientific study, the margin for error is so wide because one, a lot of people don't know what their compatibility is. Exactly. So the people who are like being like, okay, what do you want in a partner? This, 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 and this might not actually be what works for them in a partnership. Mm-hmm. It might or be a they wish might just list. Be leaving out the other three fucking things. It's insane, and I think we can both say that it's just no. This isn't true. You're good. Yeah. No. Like, there's so much to 
ridicule in this and pull apart in this that like there's actually no real point in discussing it other than like what Nile just said is this is bullshit. Don't worry about it because this is only going to make you more jaded, which will inadvertently make it harder to find someone who's compatible and likes you. So fuck off. Get out of here with this. Also, is it not just kind of saying every one person in 562 people is really compatible with you, which is actually quite a lot of people? Yeah. When you consider how many people are in this fucking planet or the city, like unless you live in a town of 500, like, uh, hold on. Let's let's do some quick math here. <laughs> so it looks like so there's, one... there's 11,000 people in Toronto that are compatible with me right now. And if you look in the world, it's 1,408,000,996 or... 1,408,000, people, 0.43, so, oops, there's a corpse in there. Did I do this right? Did I do the math right on this? I think I did. I don't think I did the math on my end correctly, but either way, yes, there are still plenty of people who are out there that are compatible yep. for you. 100%. So you're good. Now, talking about compatibility in online dating, ready for some tindies? Yes, at the end of every episode, we like to peruse online dating and uh, go through profiles looking for red flags to make your online dating experience a little more enjoyable. Now, should we just do compatible or not today? <laughs> yes, we're we're running a little long, so let's uh, let's uh, let's make it quick. Are you ready for Ramy? Mm-hmm. If you want to go mountain biking or play frisbee golf with me, you've got a date, or we could just grab a drink, preferably whiskey. That guy's cute, but how tall is he? Five eight. Dear Heithists, I get it, because I judge your body too. So let's make a deal. You forgive that I'm not six feet tall, and I'll do the same for your imperfect boobs, or butt, or your nose, or whatever, whatever else it is. Then we'll live happily ever after. Man, that was actually a pretty good profile until that last little bit. Yeah, it got real bitter. Yeah. So it got I'm very gonna... aggressive and judgy and like, you, you, you done ruined it, dude. Yeah, I'm going to give that a not compatible. Not compatible. This is Liz. I like to think I'm witty and have a good sense of humor. Love my dog, working on my hobbies. I'm a good listener. Looking for a kink experience D-type. D-type? I think Dom. Ah, okay. Compatible. I love this because it starts so fucking bland. Like, absolutely run-of-the-mill, nothing special about it. And then she's mm-hmm. just like, yeah, I am also looking for, for you know, like for a Dom. Like, yeah. Okay, great. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's boring but inoffensive at the start. You know, and then she's like, but I'm also I'm a little dirty. You're like, all right. Yeah. Hell yeah. Compatible for sure. This is Stephanie. There's so many emojis. Get ready. Petite and positive. Rabbit emoji. Two hearts emoji. Coconut emoji. Avocado emoji. Some type of food emoji. I think it's a fucking like noodle bowl or something. Uh, Chocolate emoji. Martini emoji. Ice skating shoe emoji. Ice skate emoji. I mean, uh, Meditation emoji, roller coaster emoji, movie cinema ticket emoji, fucking camera emoji, phone emoji, island emoji, sun emoji, orange heart emoji, daddy's girl, girl emoji, adrenaline junkie, parachute emoji, sunset lover, sunset emoji, health and fitness, bike emoji, ball emoji, traveling and spontaneous experiences. You don't have to go any further. This sucks. Adventures. Red balloon emoji. Experiences better than materialistic. Happy emoji. Two injection emojis and a... Oh, I guess that's double vaxxed, but then they have like an unsure emoji. 
So I don't know if they're saying they're not sure if they're double vaxxed. They're not sure if they want you to be double vaxxed or they don't like that people are double vaxxed. Yeah. Either way. This all this says to me right now is texting this person would be a fucking nightmare. Also, I'm not sure. I love daddy's girl. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say not compatible. This is Julia. She's 24. She says nearly half of all Canadians are torsos. (laughs) That's pretty good. Is that it? Yeah, I have no idea what the fuck it means, but I said yes. Well, because it's like half of your body is your torso. Oh. It's pretty funny. Yeah. Uh, Compatible, for sure. Uh, This is Alex. Single mother times three. Addiction to mental health field. Tila tequila looking for love vibes. If you don't get that reference, you're too young for me. I don't know how to perform makeup miracles, so this is the only face I got. My personalities, though, are plenty. I'll probably ask you what time you were born at. Hold on, did she say personalities? She said her personalities, though, are plenty. Okay. Maybe when she said she was single mother times three, she meant she was, in fact, three single mothers. Three separate single mothers? Yeah, mm-hmm. the yeah. that's... Hmm. Hmm, some sort of triple mother, maybe. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to say not compatible. Yeah. And that's like, not to shame anyone with mental disorders or... Anything like that. Mental illness is, is a thing and, you know, should still. But the the sneak in of the, the personalities, like if you are mentally ill, especially with something such as multiple personality disorder or schizophrenia, I think that's something you should be upfront about and talk about and not mm-hmm. let well, people I'm find out on their own. Pretty sure she isn't. So it's kind of a weird thing to say. Maybe yeah. she is, but it, it doesn't come across like that, especially when she says she's in the addiction and mental health field. You would imagine she would be better able to convey this if it was real. And if it isn't real, would be better able to not make a joke about it. And let's be real. It, it might be a, a typo. Autocorrect is a thing that happens and maybe she missed it. But well, either if, way, I'm if, saying not compatible. Well, even if it wasn't personalities, it would be my personality are plenty, which itself says or I guess my, it's plain, like it's enough. I don't know, maybe. Also, red flag, I'll ask you what time you were born at. Er, not compatible. Uh, Anna says, I can pick you off with a headshot at 100 meters, so shoot your shot, winky face. That's scary. Is she holding a gun in her picture? No. Okay. I, think it's a, I think it's a video game thing. Is she a gamer? If she's I'm a hoping. gamer, it's compatible. If she's threatening me with a gun, it's There was no compatible. gun. But there's also no indication of of a gamer girl either. But you know I'll swipe it and find out. Yeah. Compatible for now. Uh, and I also have an Anna to finish us off. You ready? Yeah. Newly single and looking to mingle. Lol. Join me as I try to figure out life. Dot, dot, dot. Or don't. It's totally whatevs. <laughs> you know, this is, this is not a good profile, but <laughs> it's, it's not great. I'm still going to say compatible for it because it is. <laughs> It is just the right amount of blasé for me of just being like, hey, man, I'm just here for the ride. Let's go. And I like that. I like that energy. Honestly, like, I feel like I should be red flagging it because it's like newly single. Okay, I don't need to necessarily know that. Join me as I try to figure out life. It's like, I don't want to date someone who can't figure out life or don't. It's totally whatevs. It's like, what? What are you doing? I guess it's not compatible. All right. More for me. Hey, Dane, it's totally what apps. <laughs> um, thank you very much for listening. That's going to do us for the show. Um, if we we have a, a Tickle.Life column coming out, as soon as it launches, you will be the first to know. If you want more of this, 
but in writing, that's what it is. We answer questions that are, are submitted through Tickle. Um, we answer them. I think we've done a very good job on our very first article. Suze, so it's out. We will be posting links on all of our social media. So be on the lookout for that. If you would like to support the show, uh, please head on over to fbuddiespodcast.com, submit a question on the contact page, or head on over to our Patreon. And uh, for a little bit of money, the cost of a beer will get you an extra episode every month called Pillow Talk, where we go a little more freeform. We get a little loosey-goosey. We still answer questions. We still do the advice thing, but we tend to to play a few games, talk some bullshit. We we get to be a little more relaxed in it. Um, and and that is that is available for everyone who subscribes. There's currently three episodes up. So if you if you uh, you know pledge now, you'll get three episodes, and then you'll get a new one at the end of November. And uh, thank you so much for everyone who is a patron. We did get two brand new ones in the last day or two. So thank you in particular. We see you. We love we you. See you. We love you. But for real, it means a lot. So thank you so much. Thank you, Josh Eagle and the Harvest Cities for the song Paper Stars too. Hell Not yeah, a patron, no. but he does give us some tunes. So we'll he let, does we'll give let us that tunes. slide. Um, now, I don't know where you want to go on this one. Well, you need to choose because I really have to pee and this is almost the end of the show. Uh, I'll just give you this one. This is a uncredited, very real story. Uh, They bring you brownies. Other things, too. A female co-worker once left a warm, homemade brownie on my desk and an almost as warm pair of freshly warm pantyhose in the top drawer. She also left a note in which she confessed to a certain highly personal activity she performed in those same pantyhose. Later, she added, I figure you could decide what you wanted to eat first. Another woman Another woman, wearing the tightest of white pants, waltzed into my office once and mused, what a wonderful day for a giant orgasm. Then, that advisory having been communicated, she waltzed back out. As Dave Barry is fond of writing, I'm not making this up. Except Dave is kidding. I'm dead earnest. And if you're a male reader thinking, come on, that doesn't happen. Well, it just hasn't happened to you. Trust me, it happens. I'd love to know what he does for a living. Uh, he's, he works in sex office. Like, imagine, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> also, was the woman implying that he was going to eat the pantyhose? That would be awful. Because, like, you know, fun, fun joke to be like, oh, you, you know, if you're hungry for more, I've got something else for you to eat. But yeah. to be like, hey, I've given you two things. What are you going to eat? Is, yeah. is a pretty cool thing to do. Also, this man just sounds like he's being sexually harassed nonstop. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> honestly, it doesn't matter how hot you are. If like even at the bar, even at the bar where, where everyone flirts with everyone, if I was making drinks and someone came up to get their drink and one of them leaned over and it was just like, hey, it'd be a great day for a huge orgasm. <laughs> I would be like, that's the weirdest shit. I mean, dude. what the fuck are you saying? <laughs> it's not that's not hot Two, <laughs> every day is a great day for an orgasm. What? But also, like, why are you saying that to me? Get out of here. The comments, someone's like, I'm not sure nylons actually hold heat like that. So what else? Even brownies don't really hold heat like that. Did she bake it at the office or in the morning before her commute? Did she make them last night? Microwave it in the office kitchen, then discreetly wiggle out of her hose and shoes next to his desk. She could stuff the hose in a drawer, put her shoes back on, then rifle through the pans on his desk till she found one that worked so she could leave a note. (laughs) The logistics of this are completely baffling to me. Yeah, this is this is terrible. Uh, my name is Dave Miller. And that actually happened. Trust me. 
Val Spain. Uh, and it's this has been uh, fuck buddies. It's all what ifs. <laughs> <laughs>